Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and this is week number two since the return of the crew, and we are here with a laid-back, hopefully a tropical podcast for you this evening with my four fellow podcasters, the same crew as we had last week. We have all the way from the great state of Tennessee. Stephanie, how are things up there? Hey, doing great. I'm still sporting my tan, fresh off my cruise, and um, just still getting used to um, actually having to cook. So Yeah, life without room service. So, all right, uh, all the way up north in Pennsylvania is Charity. Charity, how are things? Hi. Um, they warmed up a little bit, but we are still relatively cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go out west to our newest cast member from the great state of Texas. Kevin, how are things in uh, Texas? Uh, things are beautiful here. It finally is not like a million degrees in the state of Texas, which is which is unusual for the year 2022. It has been awful here, and I don't know why I live here during that time but um anyway other than that uh man life is life is really good all right so randy how are things up there in nashville they're great we're adding on a bathroom and it's uh, almost done it's been almost done for several weeks now but we're almost done nice i am currently wrapping up my latest high school theater production and Getting ready to pick our musical. That's what I've been doing today has been looking through musicals. It's such an exciting day. We, Be- Beauty of the Beast has made the final three, so we may be doing Beauty and the Beast. I don't know, though. The, uh, uh, the uh, Spamalot's got a lot of promise. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. That one's in my top five. Yeah, it's, it should be exciting to find out. Well, we're talking about uh, the Disney Cruise Line tonight, and – uh, I don't know if you guys recall this, but about probably a year ago, uh, we did a podcast and Randy and I believe Charity and Stephanie were on the program. And we talked about why you would choose a Disney cruise over going to the parks in 2022. We recorded that podcast and within two weeks, I had booked a Disney cruise because we convinced myself and we got a pretty good deal on a cruise and we returned just over two weeks ago from the Disney fantasy and we did it. So now I feel like I'm a part of that. I'd scratch that one off the Disney bucket list and uh, it was a good experience. We're going to talk about that tonight. So if I was going to, and I think Kevin, you're the only one of us that has not been on a Disney cruise. Is that correct? That is correct. Thanks for rubbing it in. Okay, well, it'll happen someday. You're young still. All right. Randy, what boat did you take your initial Disney cruise on or latest Disney cruise on? It was the dream, the Disney dream. Okay. Uh, the big boat straight out of Port Canaveral. Okay, Stephanie, what was the last boat you got off of recently? Okay, well, first I have to back you up really quick. Because okay. you mentioned bucket list and so one of my disney bucket list items is i would like to cruise on every ship 
So my first cruise, I started on the wonder and it was just a four night. Um, my second cruise was dream and it was a four night. And then this most recent was fantasy. And just for our listeners, um, Todd got off the boat and I got on the boat. I did not see Todd. I'm sure we passed, um, driving, but, um, and we both had completely different itineraries as well, but, um, yeah. So my most recent cruise fall break was on the Disney fantasy seven night. Okay. Charity, what was your cruise experience? Uh, First one was on the magic and uh, number two and three were on the wonder. So we've only done the older, smaller ships. Okay. All right. So that's exciting to talk about these ships tonight. What are the ships? Let's go ahead and do that. I think we may have named all of them, but charity, go ahead and name all five of the Disney cruise ships. So the first two were the magic and the wonder. And then you have the dream and the fantasy and the latest one that they just, uh, set sail this year is the wish. Okay. And there's a rumor that the next ship will be called the treasure. Is that correct? The treasure will be the next ship. And there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not that this is going to include an Australian cruise is what I am hearing from people on the treasure. Look at me, D- Disney insider. All right. I don't, so, I don't think that's a rumor. I think that they announced <laughs> oh, that at D23. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my cover's blown. That one's official, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We get our rumors straight from Disney. (laughs) I tried that cool there. All right. Uh, All right. So what's what's the major difference? I mean, if I I don't know anything about the cruises before, is there a boat I would prefer to get on? Is there – what's the difference, Stephanie? Yeah, so you're looking at a completely different type of vacation. A lot of my guests will want to do both. Um, Some will want to do a couple of park days and then do a cruise. Um, But overall, it's a more laid back type of vacation. So you've got, you still have a lot of Disney aspects. There's still plenty of things to to do. But I feel like on the cruise, you don't quite have that pressure of, oh, we have to do this attraction. We have to make sure we do all these things and we're running from one point to another. Um, So it's a lot more laid back. And of course, you have the whole cruise aspect of, you know, landing in different destinations and checking out those destinations, um, you know, while you're on the cruise. Todd asked about, uh, you know, the five boats and we've, we've said some are smaller and some are bigger. Should I be worried about that? If I'm booking a cruise, is it, are all Disney crews pretty much the same or do I need to care how big the boat is? So you're going to have the same amount of activities. You're going to have the same number of character greets, the same number of um, animation drawings, the same number of, uh, you know, Broadway type of, of entertainment and stage shows. Um, you're just looking at a slightly different size ship. Um, uh, you know, the magic and wonder, of course, the wonder does the Alaskan cruises because it's smaller and it's the only one that can really get through the, I don't know. I can't remember the technical name of that tight spot, you know, with the glaciers and such. The inside passage. Thank you. I want to call it the Bering Strait, but I knew that wasn't it. So anyway, (laughs) the Panama Canal. (laughs) I just said, you know, the, the icy places. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry, I got distracted, but um, 
but you're going to have the same quality of entertainment. You're going to have the same quality food. Um, what one thing I love about Disney cruises is that they have the rotational dining. Um, that is huge. Um, I've never been on a, another cruise ship that does or that does that type of dining. So essentially, your your wait staff goes with you to the restaurants. Um, so we had Johnny. Um, Johnny traveled with us, and every night we sat down. Johnny had Shirley Temples all around for the kids. He had his like homemade cherry cokes for Robbie. And I was boring and had water and coffee, but he knew exactly what each of us wanted. And he was there and he was making origami animals for Tinsley. And he was doing like little puzzles, puzzles with Tyler. I mean, just very entertaining, very engaging, and just like the best quality you can get. I think one thing that I might point out that's um, a little bit uh, different between the ships is what kind of extra special theming things they might have. Um, you know, one of them, you might have a restaurant that's themed to Tiana and Princess and the Frog. In another one, you've got Rapunzel. Um, in, you know, The Wish that just came out, that one has a Star Wars cantina and a Marvel restaurant. So they do have some different extra special things. Uh, that differentiate them one from the other. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, like Stephanie was saying, everything is very similar between them. Um, but there are some little differences. You know, I'm, I have not yet been on the boat that has the tiny Pepe door. And uh, I'm, I'm really anxious to do that someday. I, I think that's a, a bucket list thing for me. So that's something that's not on every ship. It's just on one. Um. And, and I don't know, Stephanie, maybe this is a question for you, but what, what do you wish that you knew before you went on uh, a cruise for the first time? Cause I've, I've never been on one. So I, I really don't know. I've been on one cruise in my life and it was to Alaska. I really spoiled myself. So what do I need to know before I do one? Um, well, I would say, you know, I get a lot of, a lot of guests that, are nervous overall about cruises and they will say, I don't know, I might get seasick. Um, I'm not sure if I'll enjoy it. I don't like the thought of being on a boat in the middle of the water. And so to those people that are kind of still interested in the cruise, I will say maybe start with like your four night. Um, I don't usually recommend a three night because I feel like you've just unpacked and then it's time to go home. But I usually would say, hey, try a four night and just see um, if it's something, you know, that you're comfortable with, that you enjoy. And from there, jump on to like <laughs> a seven night if you love it. Um, but kind of ease your way in. Um, I would say that. And then also, uh, you know, one thing I think, Todd, I don't want to steal what you're going to say, but, uh, you know, one thing that is good to do is to join Facebook groups because each cruise will have their own um, set aside Facebook group. And it's a good spot to, um, yes, you'll get in rabbit holes, of course, of, <laughs> of things, but it's a good idea to, to find out like, okay, what are people doing? What excursions are interesting? Um, you know, what, what 
fish extender groups, and we'll talk about that in a minute, are, are going to be good for me to join? Or do I even want to do that? Um, so it's just really a good resource um, to, uh, to get feedback and um, find out what people on your same cruise are doing. So that's one thing you can do. Um, and I would say, um, finally, I would just um, try to do a little research before you go. I think doing your homework on it is going to be really helpful. Not to say you have to know everything that's going to go on in the cruise, but um, know a little bit about the ports that you're going to go to and have a good idea of like what your family is most interested in. Um, for just quick example, on this cruise, our family has kind of recently gotten into snorkeling. So I knew um, we wanted to snorkel at least a couple of places. So I kind of researched that and just found out the best options for us. So that's maybe a couple of things. Yeah, I'd agree with all of those, Stephanie. I think that doing the research was helped. The Facebook group was huge for us because we didn't have any clue what we were getting into. We didn't know what a fish extender group is. We didn't know what pixie dusting people's rooms were. We didn't know you were supposed to put magnets on the door. All these things that a lot of people did that I think if I'd have got on the boat and I didn't know about it and then saw everybody else doing it, I would have been terribly jealous because I'm the kind of person that has the fear of missing out. And that was one of the big things about the Disney cruise that when we got on the boat, I was overwhelmed because in my mind, a cruise is like you get there and you immediately go to the pool and you sit there with a cold beverage the whole day for six days, six days. You know, that's kind of what I thought the cruise would be like. You just sit by the pool. Well, what I didn't know was there's stuff going on constantly, like every, like in multiple rooms, like six things at a time that I want to do four of them. You know, like there's an art of animation class in this room. There's Disney trivia down there. And you know me, Disney trivia, I was, I was at like a ton of those. And like, there's pop trivia. There's like uh, Disney cruise trivia. There's ridiculous amounts of things to do. And I was overwhelmed completely the first two or three days. And so Stephanie's point of having a cruise be longer than three is very valid. I was very thankful we did a seven-day cruise because by the time day four rolled around, I finally felt like I had figured out the algorithm of the boat, and I kind of knew what I was doing, and I knew I didn't have to rush off for a character. That character would be back later in the day, or, you know, I, I just kind of figured it out, and so I knew when to go get in line for things. I knew when to – but it, it took me a long time to get there, uh, and I plenty of other things to say, but Randy – I don't want to dominate this. Go ahead, Randy. Well, I was just going to say, when I was on the cruise ship, we had like a lanyard, and uh, mine was like the basic color, whatever the basic starter color was. But you'd walk around, and some people would have these gold or platinum lanyards that just kind of showed that they had taken 10 cruises or 20 cruises or 50 cruises or haven't. Who are these people? And why do they come back to the Disney cruise so often? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's the people who got to experience it and fell in love and keep going back. I mean, it's the same as, you know, us with the parks, um, except for there's no badge that says how many times we finished the park. Um, but they should for, have that. For the I, cruisers, I would wear that. They should have that. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So um, once, you know, once you've been on your first Disney cruise, then you are part of the Castaway Club. 
And yeah, like you said, after you have gone on so many cruises, then you hit the different levels and, um, and those, you know, those guests that have gotten to do cruises so many times and they've showed their dedication to Disney Cruise Line, um, then for example, they not only get to wear a fancy colored lanyard, um, but whenever it comes time for the next cruise uh, itinerary sets to open up, then those, those guests, for example, with the, you know, the gold level, then they would be able to book before any of the new people to the, the castaway club. So, um, you know, they would be before those of us that haven't done 10 cruises or those of us that have never done a cruise before. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think that it's interesting to see, um, to see how many times people have gone. And it makes me wonder like, where do these people come up with the money for this? Because it, it is so expensive it seems like, although it recently just going to Disney World has become really, really expensive as well. But, um, you know, at, at Disney World right now, it seems like they're nickel and diming you for a lot of different things, whether it's Genie Plus or um, this, that or the other, you know, individual lightning lanes. Uh, if I go on a Disney cruise, though, I'm curious, are there um, are there hidden costs? Are there things I need to know about? Are there, you know, do I need to like keep cash in my pocket for anything? Do I tip people? I don't know anything about that. I think that's the one thing that's the biggest. Um, the tip thing confused me quite a bit because I had never done anything like that. And so here's the deal. You don't have to do anything. They're going to charge you for the tip. And you, you can't, unless you go down there and tell guest relations, I don't want to tip these people. And it's basically your server, your assistant server, the, basically the manager of your servers and your uh, and your room service person, uh, your room facilitator or whatever they call it. Those four people are the people you're going to tip and they've got to set them out like a 14% gratuity. Uh, what Whatever. I can't remember what the exact number was, but it, it, it was around $150 per person for my seven days. Not the restaurant manager. His was only 30. I know I'm confusing you more. They, Unless you go down to the guest relations, they're going to take it out off of your credit card. And they give you envelopes and they give you little pieces of paper to put into each envelope and you hand it to them. And they encourage you to put more in if you have excellent service. Uh, that's the way they do the tips. And that, that kind of confused me. And that is kind of a hidden charge. Another thing that's kind of, that kind of fooled me a little bit on the boat is, I keep calling it the boat, on the ship, on the cruise ship, is that... Uh, they generally add gratuity. So, and I didn't discover that until day four. So every time I got a receipt, I looked at it and I would go, oh, wait a minute, they've already added the 18% gratuity. So I was giving an additional 18% on the 18% that they were already giving. So I was in essence paying like sometimes double for what I had bought because I was double tipping them every time. I didn't know they charged gratuity for a soft drink on the, at the movie theater or things like that. All right, Stephanie, any input on that? Yeah. So um, this is a great question, I think, because I, I have had the luxury of being on a couple of different cruise lines. And I think just to be able to compare, um, there are a few extra cost items. Um, for me, I paid for the Wi-Fi, um, mostly because it was fall break and I had, 
lots of people traveling and I wanted to be ready in case something went wrong. I needed to be able to reach out. Um, that's not something you have to have, but if you want to stay connected, um, that's an extra purchase and there's different levels, um, with that. And then like Todd said at the movie theater, which I can't understand this. This is, this just is crazy town to me is that popcorn costs extra, which is literally the cheapest thing you can make, but whatever. But here's the thing. Like we, Robbie and I were talking about it. We went to the show after dinner um, because we had main dining. And if you had offered me one piece of popcorn and said, eat this, I would have probably gotten sick because we had eaten so much right before. I was like, I don't know how these people are filling up popcorn buckets, but they were. So anyway, that's an extra cost item. Of course, there are souvenirs. And then you have your shore excursions. Um, those are optional. There are some ports where we opted to just do our own thing. Um, and there were some that we opted to go with Disney options. Uh, you have flexibility there. Um, like Todd said, the tips, the gratuities, we, we tipped extra. We loved everyone that served us. We felt like they were family. I can't emphasize that enough. We talked about their families. We had two guys that were from the Philippines um, that served us at every meal. And just to hear their family stories and their backgrounds, like you're connected to these people. It's somewhat like when you're at the park and you meet a cast member who is just so friendly and so outgoing, but you're spending, you know, a whole lot more time with these people. So there is a connection there. Um, and then, sorry, I just, I strayed a little bit, but we're talking extra costs. Um, if you want an adult type beverage, that's an extra cost. If you want to go to the fancy coffee shop and get a fancy coffee drink, that's an extra cost. Um, we didn't choose to do either of those. Um, so there are a few items. Um, it is nothing like some of the other cruise lines, however, where you do feel like you are nickeled and dimed. Everywhere you turn, if you, would you like to buy this? Would you like to buy this? Um, it's, it's just completely different. Um, one more side item, I will say, on Pirate Night, they had this special um, clear, like, glowing mug. Todd's smiling. You know what I'm talking about? Um, both my kids looked at me and I was like, yep, you can have the stupid $8 glowing mug. Yes. <laughs> so I did cave on that one. Um, and I feel like it's worth it. Cause I feel like I can use that pirate mug at home when they're gone to school. Um, so anyway, I've talked too long. Um, but those are just kind of some of the basic extra cost items. I personally like to add the gratuities before my trip. Um, cut only because it's one less thing I have to worry about. Um, so that's done and I'll have to figure out what am I doing? What are they charging me for? Um, so anyway, um, yeah, does that answer your question? Randy? <laughs> well, wait, I want to, I, I want to add in here too, because, you know, we're, we're talking about extra costs and things, but I, I think it, it, it's important to kind of follow along with what you were saying, Stephanie, about, you know, how it's so different from other cruises. Um, you know, like, yes, when you um, go on other cruises, they'll have like a soda drink package, right? If, if you want to have 
a Coke on your cruise, you're going to have to pay an extra charge just to have a Coke. Um, but on the Disney cruises, you know, you can go up and the drink stations by the pool, they're, they're just, you know, unlimited refills, get whatever, however many drinks you want. Um, on the, you know, on the, the Disney cruises, your, your fancy meals aren't an, an extra cost um, for your, you know, regular sit downs. You have the buffets, but you also have your sit downs at those rotational dining restaurants. And they're not an additional charge. Um, if you want to go to the adult only restaurant, you know, that'll be a special, a special thing, but, um, but you don't have to have extra costs for those. Um, you talked about the, uh, you know, having a fancy coffee at the, the coffee shop. Well, the coffee shop also has a little, um, you know, a little pastry station and those pastry station or those pastries are something that you can get for free. And those aren't, um, you know, those aren't a charge that you have. So, um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of ways that you can go and definitely enjoy and not have to pay a lot of extra things um, that, you know, maybe you don't necessarily find those on other cruises. So I, I think, you know, if you're comparing apples to apples with other cruises, there are a lot of things that are included in Disney cruises that are not included in, um, you know, in other cruise lines. That's really helpful. Thank you uh, for that. Um, the, the other question I've got is I've, I've been a little leery to pull the trigger on a Disney cruise, not because I'm, I mean, obviously I, I love Disney, but um, what I've been told is like, my kids will never want to hang out with me because they're going to want to stay in, you know, their teen and children areas all the time which you know I'm, part of me is like this sounds amazing but then my wife constantly reminds me hey this is a family vacation and I'm like okay well I guess we do have to spend time with them so um I can can you give me some information about the kids club areas and that kind of thing yeah so um so they have it broken down by different age different ages and I I haven't memorized all the breakdowns right at the moment I don't know but they have like a kid, the actual kids club. Then they have like a preteen club and then they have the teen club. Um, it's interesting on past cruises when we've gone with other families, um, Kevin, that's been the case. Like my kids have been like, Oh, we're going with them. We're going off to the kids club. Um, on this particular cruise, first of all, my oldest son turned 18 <laughs> on the cruise. And so he aged out. Um, and then my daughter is a little bit more introverted and she actually, we tried to get her to go to the preteen club. She was not about it. And basically sh she hung out with me and my son hung out with us some of the time and he kind of did his own thing some of the time too. Um, so I hear what you're saying. Um, I think that there's a delicate balance. I think it's, Honestly, they enjoy the kids club, but I think they do come back and they say, hey, we want to tell mom and dad what we saw or, you know, we want to share with them. And you also have those that dining time, which is kind of special time where if you are apart, you can kind of like debrief. OK, what did you do in the kids club? You know, what friends did you meet? Um, so I think there is a balance um, and, you know, different cruises work differently as well. Um, like I said, we all four hung out. There was a whole lot 
of family togetherness. Like on Sunday, I was like, mm, I'm going to go by myself for about three hours. I'm going to see you guys later. Love you. And, <laughs> but um, Todd, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, our boys are 17 and 16. They were too old to go in the kids' area, although Brewer really wanted to go to the kids' area. So we went to the open house a couple of times. He really thought it was awesome. Brock uh, Battle enjoyed the teen area a little bit, but I watched the teens. I, actually, there was another teen from our little small town who we didn't know was going to be on the cruise. She, she was in line in front of me for one of the meet and greets. And I was like, wait, you're from our town. And she was like, yeah, I know you. I was like, oh, great. And then, so anyways, we, 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 I've watched them all week, kind of the teens, cause they would kind of run around as a group. There were like 10 or 15 teens that had all met on the cruise. It was clear. And they were all running around the boat together and it was pretty cool to see. Um, and anyways, uh, we, we got some alone time by, uh, we ran the castaway key. I wanted to mention that before we shut it down. We did, they are giving out medals for that now. And it's something that you do on your own and they're little plastic medals. And we did that as soon as we got there to Castaway Key. I, I thought Castaway Key was great. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was super awesome. I heard people say they make improvements every year. We went snorkeling down there and, you know, we had fun as a family trying to find this Prince Eric statue that was underneath the water and we found the Mickey Mouse and we found that Prince Eric statue is huge. It's almost scary. It's so big. It like freaked me out a little bit compared to the Mickey Mouse that's underwater there. And then we uh, found the shipwreck. It was, it was really cool. Did y'all see a barracuda while you're snorkeling? Isn't that the freakiest thing? Like just staring at the mouth of a barracuda at Disney world. You're like, Oh, that's happy. Anyways, they won't attack you more than likely. So charity, did you have a comment? I think I caught you unaware of that. No, she's laughing at the Barracuda. It was not her experience. Well, I will say that. No, we, we, we don't go in the water. No. When, when we went, I would say Castaway Key was definitely a highlight for, for our family. Uh, I highly recommend it. You know, make sure you get off the boat and enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie. Yeah, so I want to I want to tell you a cup like at least one thing that made our uh, cruise really special. And Todd, you can you can agree or disagree on this, but our cruise was um, was themed as a Halloween on the high seas, and I didn't know how that was going to be because the previous cruises, Disney cruises I had been on, didn't have that theming. They were shorter, um, and it was absolutely amazing. It made it really special. Um, first of all, you know, they do a lot of Halloween decor. They have a tree with the jack-o'-lanterns on it in that entryway. Um, but then they have a night that is specifically the Halloween. Well, it's actually the entire day and they celebrate Halloween and they have, you know, everything like the trivia is themed Halloween um, that we went to a, a little cooking class and you were making this little spider cake, which was super fun. Um, so everything is themed, and then the characters are all in their costumes, which was so cute. Uh, we came out, and there was Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle were dressed up like the Sanderson sisters. And Tinsley and I just freaked out. We were like, let's get in line. So we got in this long line, and as soon as we got in line, the cast member was like, I'm cutting it off right here. And we were like, oh, thank goodness. Um, so 
So that's a bummer, but she would tell people, Hey, they're coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow will be, we were at sea. Um, the whole next day she said, they'll be out several different times. So if you miss a character, it's okay. They're usually coming back. But anyway, I love the theming. And then that night dinner was Halloween themed. You came in your costumes. Um, and then after dinner, they had like a special little Halloween party and you trick or treated on the 11th and 12th deck, which was so much fun. And I mean, we just loved it. That was so awesome. Um, a lot of the cruises will have a pirate night. Most of them have a pirate night. Um, but this one had that special um, Halloween, which was we loved. Todd, did you did you have the same experience? Uh, yeah, we liked the Halloween night. I, I thought the show was underwhelming. I, I, I don't want to be negative, though. The pirate show was awesome. Uh, and I've seen, well, Brewer, you know, my son Brewer watches YouTube videos of Disney constantly. So I kind of knew what level I was expecting. And so the Marvel cruises that that are the five-day cruises, the Marvel ones, that show is amazing. Like that, that show is incredible. So I was kind of, you know, the Halloween show was more just like introducing the big five in their costumes. And it was neat. It was a little dance party and that was fine. But the pirate show was great. I thought it was really good. And I, I just... I, I liked the Halloween theme. I liked the little show they did at the beginning of the week where they introduced the Halloween theme and she told the legend of sleepy hollow under the Halloween tree. I thought that was really neat and special. And that's the kind of stuff I like the kind of the more nostalgic Disney kind of feel. Randy, did you have a, well, I was just going to ask of those who've been, uh, would you go again in the future and how far between cruises do you think you'll be? Charity. Um, I'll chime in. Yeah, I'll chime in. We, um, we are right now in the midst of planning our next one. The last one um, was uh, fall pre-COVID. So we did um, Halloween on the high seas and the fall foliage out of New York. And um, we have been anxious to get back on a ship. Um, I would say for us, we're probably looking at Normally, you know, about every two years to be on a cruise, um, they do offer um, usually some sort of uh, promotion if you do book to come back on a cruise while you are physically on the ship. Um, and that is, you know, if you're going to be cruising within the next two years. So I, I think for us to, you know, get back into that swing of things where we're we're going back every two years is probably what we're going to be doing. But, um, but yeah, we, we do have a bucket list of things that we plan on, you know, itineraries we plan on doing things that we plan on seeing on the Disney cruises. So yeah, we'll be going back and probably every two years. Did you, did you take advantage of that offer at the end of your cruise, Stephanie? Um, I did not. I contemplated it because I honestly was hoping to do um, a placeholder and possibly get on the wish, but I talked myself out of it um, just because I do get a decent um, TA rate. And so um, for me, that's, that works out a little bit better. You can't um, stack that. You could not stack those. No, it's no, it's just, it's one or the other. Um, and I think, you know, while we're on board, even 
all of us were like, this is such a good fall break trip. Um, yes, you run the risk of hurricanes. It is hurricane season in which I want to say something super important right here for our listeners. I won't plan a Disney cruise unless my clients purchase the vacation protection plan. Um, I think that's so important for cruises. Um, so many things can go wrong. <laughs> so many things can go wrong. And then as, you know, as we mentioned hurricane season, but a lot of things it's, you miss a flight. They're not going to wait. The ship is not going to wait for you. Um, you need to get the, the insurance. Um, okay. So I'm backing myself up. We decided on this cruise that we loved this fall break time. Um, it's very refreshing to be away from the parks. Um, so it's likely that we will do another fall break cruise and I'm hoping we can do a different itinerary, but we all said, if we have to do the same itinerary, we would hands down do it. That's how much we loved it. I, I'll just kind of share mine. I, we didn't, we didn't pay for the last one. Grandma and grandpa did. And, uh, we have never, we've not paid for a Disney cruise and they're talking about a future one in a, in a year or two and they'll, they'll pay for that one. I, I don't know. I think now that our kids are older, they're teenagers. I don't, I don't know that we'll ever take them on a cruise again. Maybe we will, but I think it's just going to be my wife and I, and we'll probably be open to other lines. Um, I think the Disney cruise would be fantastic just for adults. It would be a great, you'd have a great time, but I think there are other things we would like to also look at. I do think our next cruise we've, we've talked about um, would be uh, five years from now in Alaska. Uh, the, the, the cruise, the, the next cruise that we, that we pay for. Um, I so think, I think grandma, grandpa will bring us on a cruise and then we'll, we'll, we'll go to Alaska. I think one of the differences, the major differences, because we have done Roy Caribbean and other cruise lines, but the major difference is like it'd be like 10 or 11 o'clock on the Disney cruise line and it would be kind of quiet. Like things kind of shut down around 10 or 11 o'clock or at least on the fantasy while we were there because I'm a night owl, you know, and I'm like, hey, where is everybody? It was like, you know, 1130 at night and I'm like wandering the halls of the of the adult area like, hey, what's going on? Where and it was just kind of quiet on the other cruises like Royal Caribbean or Carnival. It's usually chaos at like 1030 or 11 o'clock at night. But these Disney cruises are pretty tame at that point. Uh, we did. Uh, we didn't mention uh, too much about cost. We, we didn't get into uh, all that we needed to get into, but our podcast is running long. We may do a Disney cruise part two. We may feel like we need to do a Disney cruise part two. One thing we need to do is we need to tell you about a podcast that our friend Kevin does uh, it's one of the reasons that we're we're trying. We've got some ideas that we're bouncing around. Kevin, you have a show real quick, one minute on your other podcast. Yeah, so um, I uh, co-host another podcast with my buddy Craig called The Homeowner Show. And The Homeowner Show is uh, primarily geared toward homeowners, uh, oddly enough, um, where we just we bring on contractors and we do product reviews. And generally the idea is if you're a homeowner, we want to help you own your home a little bit better, not get scammed by realtors um, and just have a better idea of how do, how do I do this? Because some people just, I mean, it's not something that they regularly understand how to do. 
And so we really, it's not DIY. We're not going to, you know, tell you how to change a light bulb, uh, but we might tell you what light bulb is better than another one. Um, so anyway, uh, we have a lot of fun and um, yeah, you can check us out anywhere uh, that you listen to podcasts. Uh, just search for the homeowner show. And uh, yeah, we've got, goodness gracious, we've got over 200 episodes now. So uh, it'd be good, be a good opportunity. And we're very family oriented um, as well. So it uh, it's a, it's a good little, good little podcast to check out if you're looking for something new. All right. And that's one of the reasons we thought this was a pretty decent fit and hope everybody had a good informative podcast. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Did you notice Kevin uh, put the dig in there that they have over 200 shows, even though they're a much younger podcast than us. Thanks, Kev. Hey, you're, you're never too old to wish upon a star.